Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show. Yeah. This is the Fizzle Show. Too many interesting small businesses fail because the founders, though they had a great idea, didn't understand the basics of sustainable, independent business, and we are here to fill in those gaps. Every Friday, we publish another conversation about the art and science of supporting yourself doing something that you care about. Your hosts are Barrett Brooks, Steph Crowder, Corbett Barr, and me, Chase Reeves. We run Fizzle.co, a website full of training courses to help you run a small business, and more importantly, where you'll find the community of entrepreneurs who won't let you quit. And big announcement today. Well, we'll get into that in a second. You can try your first five weeks for free on us when you go to fizzle.co slash try five. Come on, you're going to want to kick the tires. Remember that URL, fizzle.co slash try five. And I mean it because this is a great episode. In this episode, we just released something inside Fizzle that will forever change the way you build your business. Is that uh, is that a little strong? Okay, let's, uh, let's lighten it up a little. Let's try this. <clears throat> The Fizzle Small Business Roadmap guides you through every step of your business, from dream to plan to execution, iteration, quitting your job and picking up the private island that's right for your unique needs. All right, listen, it's hard for me not to get a little carried away with this with this stuff because I'm so proud and excited to launch this roadmap. Because getting your business out of your head and into the world in a way that pays for itself and more can be extremely difficult and this roadmap, the roadmap that we've literally just launched, will guide you through every step of the way. So in this podcast, we're going to walk you through the roadmap, every step of it, sharing all nine stages and a handful of big insights along the way, uh, like the, the business pitch in a sentence we get into. That's a, it's, that's, you're going to like that one. It's a real nice. It's a choice, a little bad. I think you're going to like it. It's pretty good. Honestly, you could do better, but it's pretty good, though. No matter where you are in your business, you're going to pick up something important from this episode. So, without further ado, follow along at home at fizzleshow.co slash 127. I'll be back after this conversation to fill in any gaps. And we're back! Here we are, guys, and look at that! We just came right into a podcast episode that's happening right now. Right this second. And it's exciting. It is exciting. Steph, are you excited? I'm so pumped. Oh, why are you so pumped? Steph, tell me. Guys, today, after so much hard work, hard work that you guys on the Fizzle team before I've even been around have been putting in, we launched the Fizzle Small Business Roadmap. So really excited. We need some party favors. Yeah. Oh, no, we did. We need like... <laughs> the ones that you rattle around. Yeah. Oh, God. I grew up, my house growing up, uh, we had a cabin in Tahoe, and my parents had a closet full of like like party favor costumes and things. Because yeah, you've gone a lot I've of different ways there. You've, you've worn some of them. And they're, uh, they're, there's all these masks, all these like 4th of July themed things. Hats. Uh, lots of hats my parents have taught me a lot of valuable lessons one of which is you gotta have a lot of hats when Mm. you throw a party Mm. it only makes things better yeah you put a hat on it just transforms you into a different sort of person it's it's, yeah i gotta say costume parties in general are some of the the most fun parties you can yeah why do you think they're why do you think the masquerade was such a popular affair during the renaissance because people are looking to get oh man you're so artistic chase (laughs) 
I am on the spectrum. Uh, so, <laughs> on the artistic spectrum, yeah, yeah. I'm on the artistic sure. spectrum. So, listen, we're talking today about this roadmap that we just launched, and this is a big deal to us. It really is um, because we've been working on it for for a really long time. This is probably the longest project that we've sort of from inception to completion. I think so. Longer than when we did what were those other much big longer projects than we did? launching Fizzle itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah truly. which took us seven weeks. Now, the good thing about this roadmap, okay, if you didn't hear our episodes on it before. I'm kind of glad uh, because we've updated the roadmap a bunch because we worked really, really hard on it since then and, and found a lot of different things to tweak. And I'm going to, we're going to talk through those things. But uh, if you have heard those episodes, you'll remember us talking about the roadmap several months ago when it was episode, it was episode 100. 100 right? to 105. That, that was when we did uh, five episodes in one week on the roadmap. Um, and it was on, actually, I actually think it was, it was six. It was six episodes. Six there was one for each of the stages. At the time, there were six stages in the roadmap, and now there are nine stages, nine stages in the roadmap. I had to say that because I'm a reader, not a mather. I don't, I don't do numbers very well. Yeah. Mm. But, so since since we recorded that in the beginning, that was sort of like the inception. Corbett went into the dungeon, figured out all the truth and the, and, and the things about about the business world. He brought it out of the cave where it had been hiding, these golden plates that were buried, and, and uh, the spirit of business actually showed him, you know, what what was missing in the world. He pulled those golden and plates to, back and, out and appointed me the only person who could read the golden plates. Yeah, mm. you have, the, mm. and you, and still to this day, he won't tell me what the hell's on the plates. But he says, no, here, here's the closest proximity of it. But if you ask me a question, I'll Go read the plates and tell you the answer. Yeah. So here's here is the uh, here is the the truth about about business is what was what we're saying. The roadmap is no, it's not that. What it is is it is a basically the closest thing we could get to a virtual one on one coach. We talked about this back when we were talking about the roadmap. The most helpful thing that we've realized we can do for people because we've gone through a lot of these experiences is to do sort of private one on one coaching with with them. But that's enormously expensive. We can make our lifestyle about that. We can make our business about that. But then we're only working with people who can afford pretty like big price tags. We our dream in Fizzle is always to try to democratize creating a living. We're trying to get people to earn money doing something they actually care about versus something that's just a total pain yep. in the sort of the back area. You know mm, what I'm talking about. Mm. In now, dear listener, I'm using my hand to, to gesture towards the areas I'm talking mm. about. I'm really glad this is on video. But yeah, because it's sort of it's a rude gesture because it is sort of the it's the back area. Sort your, your rump, some would call it. Yeah. Others would call it like it's right near your Angus. So you know where they make the so it's a pain there, and I'm, I lost my train of thought. That's what I thought. Anyways, what do you guys want to talk about today? <laughs> <laughs> so you go, so you're, go. Sa- you're saying yeah. this isn't something we pulled out of our Angus. Angus. <laughs> uh, this is our experience from building our own businesses, from working with thousands of independent entrepreneurs, yeah. and also from coaching individual people yeah. and realizing that there's this sort of repetition that happens when you coach people through building a business. There are certain milestones and road markers and things that people go through on the way to building a business. And we could work with people one-on-one, but then we wouldn't have the impact that we want. We want to be able to work with hundreds and thousands of people. And so our goal inside of Fizzle is to make it as close as possible to a one-on-one coaching experience while being able to do it for $35 a month. And what that means is we've taken all that knowledge and tried to identify the commonalities and build it into this thing we're calling the Fizzle Small Business Roadmap, Yep. which uh, initially was just conversations that we had on the team. And then we brought it forth into those six episodes of the podcast that you talked about. 
And then we got this amazing feedback from people saying, oh, it sounds like I'm kind of here, but I have a question about what about stage three? And if this is my situation, people gave us all of this feedback. We workshopped that with other Fizzle members and in conversation with ourselves. And it evolved over a few months um, to the point now where it's defined as nine stages that are broken down into three specific phases. Yeah, And we've been working to flesh that out and to put like all of the meat behind it. Um, the content that will show people here's where you are. Here's what you need to know about this place that you're at. And here's what you need to do to make progress towards the next step in building your business. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the big sparks for this is if we go back to whatever episode number it was, where we talked about surveying your audience. Mm. And when we talked about net promoter score, and we did a little survey of our audience to, to gauge the net promoter score of fizzle itself and one of the big points of feedback we got in the comments beyond just our score was, you know, I don't, or and especially in the exit interviews too that were happening at the time was, I don't have time to take advantage of Fizzle. You know, that's one of the big struggles our customers were facing. And when we dug a little bit deeper in these comments in the survey, we found that what that really meant was people didn't have time to navigate all of the resources available to them through Fizzle. Yeah. And so they were finding all these courses and all these founder stories and over a hundred thousand posts in the forums. And it's like, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know how this yeah. relates to me and my business and why this should matter to me. And the roadmap was kind of built to solve that a little bit to totally. say, here's where you are and here's what you should do next. Yeah. And the, yeah. the big philosophy behind this was like, in the beginning, we thought uh, we would be a little bit like a lynda.com. We would have this library of courses and people would come in and it would be a self-serve experience where mm -hmm. you kind of figure out like, oh, what do I need to know next? What am I trying to work on? And I'll go take this course. But just time and time again through the net promoter score and just yep. in general, people kept saying, I wish there was this yeah. blueprint. Listen, I don't know what I need. Guide me is what, and that's, I don't know if you've ever, listener, ever built a business, but it, it feels like that. I remember that very clearly. It's like, maybe I should focus more on sales or like, maybe I should focus more on like, I don't know, on this or, or yeah. that. Should I have a new website? And, and, so, and so I ended up just making new websites all the time yeah. and my business never grew. Right? Yeah. And there's constant feeling like you're not sure if you're... You're just always uncertain, right? You don't know yeah. if you're in the right place, if you're working on the right things. It's just this giant question mark. Um, and then on top of that, you have this question mark of, is this even possible? Am I stupid yeah. for even thinking I can build a business? Totally. Yeah. And so I think what we did was we kind of, we, we put together a bunch of frameworks in an order that allows someone to not have the exact like step-by-step-by-step -step -step, as in your specific business, but mm -hmm. in terms of an overall business framework that works to say, here are some mental models you can use to think about what comes next at a high level for you. And you're still going to have to go do the work and run experiments and figure out what works for your business. Yeah. But at a high level, this is what's going to help you go from where you are to where you want to go. So basically yep. what I'm hearing you say is we represent the lollipop king. And we want to guide you down the yellow brick road. Totally, yeah. So, uh -huh. Steph, Corbett mentioned there are three phases, okay? And I'm just curious, like, do you have any sort of help for me on identifying what phase that I'm in in these three phases? Certainly. And I also think, too, like, just to sort of piggyback on what you guys have already said, the yeah. idea of figuring out which phase you're in, especially if you're in Fizzle, that's the first thing that you should do, right? I mean, when we have conversations, all four of us as Team Fizzle, whether it's Fizzle Friday or if it's a special roadmap coaching session that we do for brand new Fizzlers, that's the first thing we try to get people to do is to figure out which phase are you in, not because we think that building businesses is like a cookie cutter type thing, because it's definitely not. And there's no one size fits all or else this would probably 
probably be a whole lot easier. Um, but it is about, you know, doing first things first and making sure you're focusing on the right things at the right time. Because I know for you know, my- I'm so glad you say that, Steph, because it is so <laughs> important to do, you know, as I say, first things first, right? You know, there's such a big difference Tell me more, Mr. Covey. And important, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? And there's four quadrants. You understand this, right? And that's why we got to know what's important. So keep going, Steph. Mm. Well, I mean, that's the crazy thing too, is if we can think about this for a second, like when you guys were first doing the the very first um, Fizzle Roadmap podcast episodes that you mentioned, episodes 100 through 106, I was still working at Groupon, listening to you guys in my car. So that's just to give everybody perspective of how long we've been working <laughs> yeah. on this. Like that's wow, the crazy that's awesome. part. Yeah, and <laughs> I was working on my own stuff too. And I remember having this feeling, I, I personally, Personally, was very discouraged by, originally by the idea that like perhaps some people had just made it and they were lucky or they knew the right people or they got in in 2005. And to know that there's a, a set of things that if you follow them, not necessarily in the order we put them out, although we do think that's probably the best way to do it in most cases, you mm. do have a better chance of focusing on the right things at the right time. So that yeah. was sort of my experience. But uh, to answer your original question, Chase, I think for people out there who are interacting with the roadmap and they're asking themselves, well, how how do I know which phase I'm in? Just sort of like a couple of quick questions you can ask yourself. So for phase one, it's all about getting your plan together, um, picking your topic and audience, and really setting yourself up for success and building a solid foundation. And I think a lot of people tend to sort of race through this because a lot of the exciting shimmery pots of gold tend to be in the further phases, or at least that's kind of how it seems when you're following people online that you really admire. So that first phase is all about who are you going to be you know, building for? What is it that you're actually going to be building? And have you launched a website or a platform that you're proud of and that you feel pretty good about? So that's kind of what phase one is about. And then phase two is all about, okay, now that I have that solid foundation built, how do I calculate and figure out my minimum viable income or ramen profitable freedom number, however you like to think of that? How do I get myself to a place where this is the work that I can do and I don't have to hold down any kind of side work in order to keep working on this business that I care about? So that's what phase two is all about. Uh, And then phase three is about scaling and building a team possibly and potentially taking this as far as you want it to go, even to the extent of having a big startup company on the cover of Forbes magazine. So in summary, I think the most important thing is to really ask yourself, you know, which one of these phases do I really need to focus on before I do anything else? We're like so excited about this, yeah. people. Like you don't even know because because this is this is a little bit of, of the dream that like there could be a uh, a step-by-step thing that works across any business to help you understand the fundamentals of business. Well, and it makes it so much easier for us to um, help people inside of Fizzle because yeah. now there's this common language and vernacular and everybody is following the same plan, which which I love. Um, the, what I loved about what Steph was saying about the three phases was that we do start with this foundation mm-hmm. and there are these elements that I think people tend to skip over too quickly when they jump into a business idea. Yeah. Um, they just kind of, they have this like brief conversation with themselves over the course of a few sleepless nights or whatever about this thing in their mind. Yeah. And they immediately get to work on it and they mm. start like tweeting or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like they're on social media all of a sudden. Um, but the foundation is there, there are some very important elements there and we're trying to set you up for success. And so that 
part I think is missing in so much of the, you can just run and gun and shoot from the hip and just try to build a business. But what you're going to find later is you're going to get deep into this audience building process or building a product. And you're going to realize that there are some things that you skipped over that were really important questions. And you're going to cause yourself a lot of rework. And so that's the idea of the foundation is to save you from having to do that rework later. So, so as Steph mentioned, basically there are two huge, um, kind of delimiters between the the three phases. And I'm going to get really clear on what these three phases are in just a second. I just want to build up to, basically, if you know exactly what your business idea is about, and if you already have a website up on it, um, that that's kind of the, the culmination of phase one. Okay, so everything in phase one is, what's your business idea? What makes a good idea and a bad idea? What are the elements of every business? We have, you know, you, you have an audience. Um, and, and again, all these specifics, we cover all of it in the roadmap. But what's so exciting to me is this question of like, what's a good, what's a good business idea? Well, that's a huge, huge question to ask of yourself. Because there's, what's a great business idea that I could have right now? There's, I have all these, a lot of people have a bunch of ideas and like, I don't know which one to do. A lot of other people have zero idea, but just an interest in like, I hate my job. Is there a way that I can... Like earn some income on the side that potentially could replace all of my like my day job and is this actually a possibility? So a couple things that we walk you through in there. I'm going to pull up uh, the roadmap graphic here and we'll put this in the show note. Our, our main roadmap graph graphic. We'll we'll pull that into the show notes uh, on this episode, so you'll be able to get that. And this is what, what episode is this? One twenty seven. We're getting up there. Yep. I don't know. One twenty seven. One twenty seven. Okay, so so phase one is all about finding and developing your business idea and building a solid foundation for your business. So that last part, building a solid foundation for your business, that's the part Corbett was just talking about, where you can have an idea for your business and you can have all of these things that you start doing, these activities, these actions, these this, this momentum that you could be building, all the while building this boat that has a huge hole right in the middle of it that everybody, like anybody who's been doing business for a while could be could spot, but you don't because because it, we're all doing this for the first time at some point. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So our roadmap is built to kind of point out those common pitfalls, the place that you probably already have a hole in your boat. And here, let's patch it really quick. I'll show you how to think through that. And uh, probably the biggest hole in the boat is yep. uh, having a lack of um, support to yeah. keep you motivated and to keep you focused. It's so easy if you're just working on this by yourself to yep. not realize that, oh, that day, like, Five weeks ago, when I last worked on my business, that was the last day that I'm ever going to work on that business. Yep. And I didn't know it was the end at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we we have this um, entire stage within the roadmap just about connection and accountability and how to make sure that you don't fall yeah. through the safety net. Yeah, you know? exactly. It, it's it's stage two uh, of of phase one. And my just bear with us here on the idea of a phase then has stages within it, then has steps within those stages, then has actions within those yeah. steps. You know, it's kind of like this non, it's, it's, a, it's turtles all the way down. It's, it's, cl- it's like the Russian nesting dolls, but it's really it clear uh, when you look at the graphic. When you look yeah, at the graphic. It's confusing when you're trying to think about the whole nine stages within mm-hmm. these three phases of business. But yep. when you're in it, I think it makes a ton of sense, like you're saying, Corbett, yeah. because it breaks it down to what matters right now today this yeah. second for you to go and do because the truth is we guide you through like so you'll sign up for a fizzle or you'll log into your account and you'll start at at the very first thing and all you know is mark this done and move on 
when you've done the actions in this thing. And then you do that, and then you're on to the next, and then you're on to the next. And it's just a big green button at the bottom saying, I've done this, let's move on to the next step. And here's here's a, a course to go take. Here's a PDF to download. Here's a worksheet to go through. Here's a podcast to listen to. Here's uh, a, a bunch of it. We connect you. The, the, the thing that's, that's amazing about this, for instance, we wrote a big post recently on naming. I created a new tool for us on evaluating your name ideas because it's a real pain in the arse to name your business. And it, is. <laughs> it really is. And that, and that is, again, yeah, Barrett over here is, is referencing the earlier gestures I was getting at. Again, your rump area, generally. We don't need to get specific, in fact. Naming is a huge Naming pain. is really tough. And so... That's a huge part of the planning stage within phase one, where it's like, okay, what are you going to call your business? Are you going to set up a business entity and what kind? Are you going to set up a business account so that you can run some separate accounting so that you can have actual you know, tax stuff sorted out? We walk you through these kinds of things, right? So what, I want, what I'm excited about in phase one is this. There are, you can literally walk through phase one in, in like three days. If you have like, okay, I have five business ideas, okay? And all of them, I'm coaching you to, to take a smaller bite, okay? You're not starting up a, uh, how to, a, a, a blog about how to get people to, uh, to, to, live, to be happier in their life. You're, you're saying, I'm sharing, I'm going to, the great example of this is I've been an illustrator for a long time. I've been a, a, a drawer for a long time. I, I'm going sh- to create a small book that, shares the the best tricks that I know about be, becoming uh, about drawing more realistic okay and this is a real story from a from a fizzler who did that like he's got the expertise he's done he, he's done some work before but he doesn't know how to build a business he's been working for clients for forever like he just kind of was in an agency had a job well my dream is you step into the direction stage this is this is the first part of phase one and you're like okay I have these ideas I go through the topic course that Corbett has and now we give you the simple tool that like that tells you which of these that helps you discover which one of these is a better business idea, right? And then you're like, okay, so who am I making this for? Well, it's anyone who's drawing, anyone who's drawing who has a hard time with it, and people in this kind of age group or, or whatever, we have a whole course on that that walks you through that relatively simply, okay? Then from there, it's like connection. As Corbett mentioned, this is the point, where, this is what will make you fail. This is what will make you give up, is when you go like, I'm just not making any progress. It's not going very well. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's that. That's like literally one of the most dangerous things in the world for a fledgling business. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, it, like next thing you know, it's like been 12 months and you're like, you're right. Like, when was the last time I worked on that? I totally spaced that out. And it's like, New Year's resolution. I'm, I'm promised to like work on like my little business like a little bit more. Um, and, and so this connection thing is, is just a handful of simple actions that you take right away to show you how to use networking tools and, and to make friends who are doing the same kind of thing. You can't know how valuable that is until you have it when you haven't had it for forever, right? That it, 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 can, it can solve so many issues when you have someone to ask a question of who's either been there before or at least knows what it's like to be building something. It's huge. So from there, we go into the planning stage, okay? This is the third of four stages within phase one. And plan Planning is where we create a smart, flexible plan for your business, okay? We, we don't create large business plans. We create a one-page business plan. We wrote a post about this recently. And, um, and that's where, I mean, what else do we cover in planning? I'm trying to even remember now. It's, it's a pretty big We also help one. people identify the specific problem that they're, they're yes, potential problem. customers Yes, problem. Okay, so there's this, there's this 
Barrett was talking about these kind of, um, what was the word you used? These, uh, almost like systems or frameworks, okay? One of the big frameworks that, that has developed from this is what I call the TAP framework, topic audience problem. This is These are kind of like concentric cir- circles they're, or they're like maybe a Venn diagram or, or some are inside of the other, but you have like, we always we talk about fly fishing, for example. That's a topic that identified that I, I'm curious about, I like, I'm into enough to maybe spend some time and make a business about. It's a broad topic. It's a broad topic. Yeah. You can't say, I'm starting a fly fishing business. Well, what are you doing? Are you are you teaching people how to make flies? Are you selling things online? Are you selling just in these remote areas? Are you teaching? Tw- are you doing guides in Alaska? Are you just telling about where to go in Alaska? There's a million questions, and you how you specifically all of those are 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 problems. Those are very specific problems, and it's this mix of topic, then the audience. Then the problem. So you might have, I want to be, I want to do business about fly fishing. It's always interested me. I love it. I'm good at it. I want to, I want to do a business there or I'm not great at it and I want to be awesome at it. Right. Well, then who is it for? Well, it's for people who want to, who want to improve their fly fishing there. It's for people who are on the web searching about how do I get better at this? Or it's for people who are thinking about traveling to Alaska to, to fly fish. Well, okay. So then what are, what is the problem that you're solving? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to show you where to go fishing in Alaska, what guides to, to hire to take you on these trips, what flies and gears to bring, you know what I mean? All of these kinds of things. Then it's like, all right, so now we've continued to specify our business idea, whereas you might have been just really, really set up going like, maybe I'll just do something about fly fishing. And you start a blog, fly fishing guide dot biz, you know, and you start writing and you're like, yeah, I'm not getting any traction. Well, you're not solving a problem, a specific, very, very concrete problem that immediately makes sense in someone's mind. And of course that probably, if you're like anybody else that we've talked to, that feels like, well, I feel real limited when y'all talk about like just picking a niche or a niche or whatever, because I'm like a big, I'm like, I like to do a lot of different stuff. I want to be able to write about a lot of stuff. You're totally right. You are a 3D, multi-potentialate, amazing, miracle of life and you could do so much stuff but you want to build a business you have to pick a specific problem to focus on for a specific group of people in a specific topic then once you build a little traction there you'll be amazed how much wider your your breadth of content can cover as soon as you say i'm the where to go fishing in alaska guy next thing you know you you'll do like now another place i love to fly fish is in oregon here's some of my favorite places to go in oregon right that like people aren't going to be surprised when you do that after you've been building a an audience around alaska it's amazing how that works but that simple topic audience problem framework that system that kind of flywheel that keeps getting stronger and it's that kind of thing that as i was as i was editing the stuff that you guys had put together on this i was just like this is so strong this is so powerful because it's be- it's so much more clear than saying pick a niche and so we have the steps and actions and worksheets and all the things that'll guide you through all of that now all of that work is comes to a culmination and actually the rubber rubber hits the road in the setup f- stage, okay? So this is the very last stage of phase one. This is where basically everything builds up to you make your first web page. <laughs> you know, your one, we call it a, a one-page website where it's just like, here's what I'm doing, here's who it's for, one of the constructs. And actually, this didn't find its way into the roadmap yet. 
Remember that little that little sentence that we put together? I'm building blank for blank because blank. Yeah. I love that. Right. So we have we just uh we wrote a post last week or the week before where we gave away our uh one page business plan. We call yeah. it a business sketch. Mm-hmm. And um we also came up with what we consider to be like a one sentence business plan. Yeah. Which is I'm building blank for blank because blank. Tell me about these blanks. Well, you get to fill it in. You get to fill in that blank. Uh, you could say I'm building a guide on fly fishing in Alaska for um, weekenders who are taking their first trip because it's really hard to know where to go in Alaska. There's so many options, and I and so I'm going to make that really really clear. Exactly. So uh, anyway, yeah. Continue. So so setup stage or is is where all of this comes to a culmination. We walk you through. Is it? It's, we it ends with a one page website. Before that is uh, entity and stuff like that. Right? Is that correct? I'm trying to remember. You're actually, yeah, you're actually setting up your right business. Yep. Yeah. So like business structure, insurance, some of the like boring but necessary type things that you should at least consider when you're getting going. And we and and you had to, Barrett had to write uh, this this great overview of it and it, and it helps you understand and and listen this is not my legal advice I could just I could I could break some of this down for you right now uh, what I do when I start a new business and please don't take my word for it is I start a sole proprietorship and then just open up an account somewhere as soon as I start making any money and then I can keep it like that until I work with a good accountant that says, yeah. all right, let's LLC, let's S-Corp, let's whatever, and yeah. someone else can walk you through that. And totally. that's an example of, like, with the entire roadmap, we're trying to prioritize things to give you the bare bones of what you should do, because a lot of people get stuck on that yeah. sort of simple question And No, a, a lot of people, for a month. This is why, you guys, this is why this, I am so freaking fired up about this thing, because... You have a great thing to add to the world. There is light within you that must come out. I do not know what I need to learn from you yet, but it's there's something in there. And you're sitting there thinking about what name you should pick or what what entity you should incorporate as or this all this bullcrap or whether or not you should trademark X, Y, and Z. No, 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 no. You prove this thing works. You start working out those muscles. You go through stage phase one of the roadmap and you will start working out those muscles. You will get a little bit of the juice that comes when you like go, oh my God, I put something out there and someone said something about it. Yeah. And a lot of times those, those questions about, you know, trademarks and, and business structure and stuff, it's all just business fantasy. Yep. It's this thing that where people start and they think, oh my God, my idea is so important. It's going to be so huge. Yeah. I need to protect it right now. Yeah. And the fact is like, there's a, such a small chance that it's actually going to be. And big. there is going to be a point when you are a successful entrepreneur and you start doing multiple projects where you're like, I'm not pursuing that name until I realize that it is, uh, it is trademarkable, right? Sure. There is going to be a point at which you, you get like when we do, if we do something no, new, we're going to go through that stuff really quick because we know that, that it, that will be important because we have an audience of, you know, whatever, 60, 70,000 people that we're going to put this thing out in front of right away. Right. But, but when you're starting off, it's not about the, it's not about any of that crap. It's about, can I find someone who has this problem and solve it meaningfully for them? Okay. So that is phase one. All right, Steph, do you have anything to add to that phase one conversation? No, I think I, my big takeaway just from hearing you guys talk about it, I, I do think that that one sentence as your mini business plan is so important. And that's kind of the first thing. And what goes hand in hand with that is, as you mentioned, Chase, I think the biggest pitfall or problem that we see phase one people 
facing in the fizzle forums and beyond is that feeling of, well, like I don't want to limit myself too much because I have so many talents or there's so many people I could help. Why would I limit the amount of people that I could actually help? And I just want to reinforce that point that the more specific you can be, especially in the beginning, the more that the people who you want to hear your message are going to read what you're putting out there or listen or whatever your medium is. And they're going to think to themselves, wow, this is really for me. And this is my guy for, you know, fly fishing. So I know it can be a little bit counterintuitive, but I think it's really important just to remember that you can always open the door to different niches as time goes on, but being really specific in the beginning just makes everything so much easier. Totally. And it's the only way you get to serve more people is if you start specific, that's the only way you get to grow later because you don't get fuel to grow that whole fire until you've really resonated with a small group of people who get are picking up what you're putting down, if mm-hmm. you know what I mean. You know well, it I mean? sounds stinky. It certainly smells like it too, but I'm I'm interested, you know, because the smell doesn't necessarily offend exactly. me. Exactly. So anyways, <laughs> I agree with you, Steph. It's really important to know that it feels scary and also it's the right thing to do up front. Yeah. And don't feel like you can't ever go back, you know, and, and make a different decision right. too. Totally. So when we get to the end of phase one, the outcome is uh, kind of a one-page website. That's yep. what happens you at the end of You launch your one-page website. It's the small representation of all of this work you've done to this point of your business being in the world, being officially launched and public to people. And it gives you a place to start pointing people to so that when you have conversations and you're trying to get feedback or uh, you're networking or whatever, you can say, hey, go here. And hopefully you have a place where people can sign up to get more information or to be notified when it launches. It's kind of the standard. Now, similarly to the only thing that matters about this business right now is can you get a little bit of traction for it. Because if you cannot get a little bit of traction, you will not get a lot of traction. Do you understand? So it's inc- it's incredibly important you get a little bit of traction for this thing. That's why we pick our topic, audience, and problem. And that's why we, we, we get specific and clear about that. We do as much work as we need to to be able to communicate that effectively. Now, the very next thing we need to do, the goal of this thing is to get to right now. So if you're if you're, your goal, if you can start your business right now going like, all right, all I need to do is is define clearly what I'm doing. All right. Whether or not it works, you can't take control over that, but you have, you can take control over. Can I define this clearly with the topic audience and problem I'm solving? I'm building blank for blank because blank. Okay. Then the next question is, can I get enough traction to this thing to, so that I can make enough money by this thing so that I can keep doing this thing? Right. All right. So the next, just as it's, as it's essential that you build traction, it's essential that we have a plan for revenue. Otherwise, this hobby goes, eh, I don't really have time for that anymore. We're, we're pregnant now. We got a new dog. Uh, my, my, I, I got new projects going on at, at work. And this thing is important that it exists in the world. And now you have to you have to fizzle out on it because you don't have a plan for revenue. This is what phase two totally. is all about. So just to wrap, put a little bow on that first phase is I love the idea of that one sentence basically being a headline or like the the overall call to action type deal on that one page website with an image and an email opt-in box. Yeah. Because if you can say that yeah. one thing and then point a few people that are in that audience to that thing and say, hey, if you're interested in this, sign up you can start to see some of these signs of interest in your idea. Yeah, it'll help you prove, right? Yeah, totally. Like, and so you get yep. momentum right from the beginning. Yep. Yep. Okay, or, so or now, not. Or not. Yeah, or not. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yep. And then you start over. Because we have a, the, very, the very first video in the roadmap um, is a 
great little quick thing, which we'll probably put on the on the blog at some point called Three Rules to Build By. All right. They're just three rules that we've identified. This would cover the largest holes that are in the most boats. Right. And that is that one of the things that 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 covers is the, you know, don't don't go it alone. But another thing is your business idea is a hypothesis. You have to treat your business idea like a guess. That's what it is. You cannot know. You're not a prophet. You're not an iconoclast. You're not a genius. You are a researcher and you have a hypothesis that somebody that there's enough people out there who want help finding where to go fly fishing in Alaska and yeah. what gear to bring that I can create an audience that that can that can support me financially in continuing that work. And one of the things I love about that is that it separates the business from you as a person. Yeah. A lot of people get so wrapped up in having their um, feeling of like worth in the world. Tied My business up in failed, so I'm not an entrepreneur. Right. Exactly, or I'm a failure, or yeah. people don't like me. Not true. Yeah. But really, you're just a researcher, and your business is separate from you, yeah. and you're trying to prove whether or not yep. it's viable. Yep. Totally. So that takes us directly into phase two. And hold on. Yeah. Before we go there, I don't want people to have to wait till the very end of this to be like, okay, where the f*** do I get this roadmap? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you can go right now. The roadmap is live. You can go right now. If you're a Fizzle member, you'll see it on your dashboard. If you're not a Fizzle member, you can sign up right now. Just go to fizzle.co slash try five. You'll get five weeks for free on us and you'll see all of the content, all of the resources, all of the worksheets, the entire framework of the roadmap you can try as part of your five-week trial. And you'll probably be able to make a pretty good dent in one of those stages. My fantasy about this, because I edited this all, I went through it all and made it kind of sync with one another. Um, Whereas everybody, Steph, Barrett, Corbett wrote individual sections of it. You can, uh, my fantasy about this is you could do it really quick. Right now, the, the, the information that's in there is just straight to the gut. It's like, this is what you do. Here's the thing to pay attention to. Here's a resource that'll help you solve these problems. Take your question to the forum. Let's, let's get this going. This whole thing is just built to be lean, action oriented stuff. You could literally go through the first phase in, like, I think if you were hustling, you could go through it in a few days. Well, hold on. So you were talking earlier about a business being a hypothesis. Yeah. Well, the roadmap for us is a hypothesis, yep. and we haven't been through it enough to know that. Yeah. I My guess is that it's going to take people more like a month or two to get through the first phase. Oh, no. Most people are who are who are like kind of going on the side of their, of their, of their thing, and because when, you, when I was starting out, I didn't know which of these ideas I, I wanted to go. I also had just mostly, I didn't even have ideas. I just had a bundle of interests, yeah. and it took me years of just fiddling to kind of exactly. like get to it. That's very natural, but if you can realize the... the, the, sp- the how possible this is to have a very specific targeted yeah. problem that you aim at and you go like, I'm just going to solve that one little problem. Yeah. I'm not solving fly fishing. I'm not solving people who don't know how to fly fish, teaching them how to do it. I'm just solving this one little one right over here. Yep. What flies to bring to Alaska? Do you know what I mean? That is a, is a quick, dirty ebook that you can build and, and you can make if you know the info. And then it's like, how do I build the audience? How do I get this in front of the people? Pay what you want. We had a fizzler who did pay what you want on the illustration how to draw more realistic freaking pay what you i'm still flabbergasted by this 
$7,000 in his first week. I mean, I don't want to dangle that out as some, you know, carrot on a stick out there because that's, that's not, that's not normal. The exception, certainly. That's the exception, but it proves the fact that there's a world out there that you could potentially, like, you have something to share. There's something you care about more than other people, enough to give a different answer to it. I love that example as well, because if somebody came to us and said, I'm into drawing and I want to create a guide for people to be, to draw better. We'd yeah. be like, eh, okay. Yeah. You yeah. know, good, good luck. luck. But it's not but how it goes. Yeah. Good luck, but it's going to be hard. Yeah. Because it's just, you know, are people going to pay for that? Uh-huh. And yet he found a way. Yeah. So if you can find a way to, to sell $7,000 worth of a guide that teaches how to draw people, how to draw more realistically, then hell yeah, you can probably create a guide about tying the right flies for Alaska. Totally. You know, so to wrap this call to action up before we move into phase two, if you have been waiting, if you've been on kind of the fence about, should I start a business? Should I join Fizzle? Help me grow my business. Literally, there has never been a better time to join Fizzle than when we just launched this thing. Absolutely. Yeah. This is the most organized, the most action oriented Fizzle has ever been as a product. And if you've been waiting for a kick in the pants to get going, this should be it. And if now is not the time and you say you want to start a business, my question to you is, is are you serious about it? Is that really a goal of yours? Because if it is, now is the time to try. You know, a lot of people, uh, they, they care about, you know, Barrett, I hear that. They care about how they live their life. And frankly, frankly, I don't know if they care enough. <laughs> okay, moving on to phase two now. <laughs> okay, so now if phase one is about let's get an, a let's, let's define a hypothesis and let's get it, let's get it clearly out into the world. Okay. Now the the good thing about this is once you've done that once, you know exactly how to do that again and again and again. Yeah. You can go through that cycle as many times as you want. Follow the actions, pop, 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 pop. And then, okay, I tried this one. I tried that one. I tried this one. And I started to get a little traction before it was even done. Yeah. This is different. I can feel it in my guts. Right. Yeah. So that you can, you can iterate through that super quick. Um, so phase two starts, and this is where you're going to, you know, you, you launch your business and the, you, this phase, it, it ends you move on from this phase when you are earning enough to support yourself, what we call a minimum viable income, okay? And now this, this phase consists of three sections, okay? You work on your minimum viable audience, the smallest amount of audience that you can build to prove that, that there is a need for what you're, what you're building, okay? A problem for these people that actually exists. Then number two, your minimum viable product, the smallest product necessary to prove that this audience is willing to pay for something to solve that problem, right? And that you can be someone that they buy it from. And then finally, your minimum viable income, the smallest amount of money that you could just squeak by a living on, (laughs) right? Where you're like, if I needed to, I could quit quit my job and it wouldn't be be comfortable. But this is that, that, that term in the startup world, ramen profitable. And it makes so much sense. It's like, okay... My family and I are living on uh, hot ramen, uh, but every once in a while we do get a potato to add to it. <laughs> yeah, you know. But the, this what what what's so amazing about this cycle, and I'm going to tell, I'm going to walk you through it here in a second. Is again, it's so clearly focused. The point of this thing is: is this going to earn enough revenue to do what you want it to do? Now, minimum viable income. This is for someone who wants to build a business that 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 they want to work on for the rest of their life, and that's my passion. I want to build. I want to help people who want to do that because when you're living, uh, when you're building something that you really care about, when you see the point and purpose of the thing that you're making, you will make it better than people out there who have a successful business that don't care as much as you. And I want the, I want to live in a world where more people are like, I was telling Corbin about this yesterday. It's like looking for someone to, to, to detail my car. I've never had that before. And I'm looking through these Yelp reviews and just going like, 
damn, this sucks. Like, it, I, I want someone to jump out like, like, man, Terry, this is his thing. He cleans the schnitzel out of cars. Like, literally, there was a schnitzel in my car, and Terry got it out. Like, that kind of impassioned, I care about this, not because everybody should have a clean car, but just because, like, this is what I do. This is my trade, and this is the craft that I care about in the world. I, I think that that can rejuvenate how you live. And I'm just, I, I've, lived, I've lived a long time just, like, not having that. And that's what, to me, a building this business is all about. So, anyways, starting... In phase two, we go into the minimum viable audience thing. We call this the audience stage. And this is where we define and understand your audience and their problem and build that traction. This is the initial group of customers. So up to now, up to now in phase one, we've talked about who that audience is. Okay? Now it's like, let's go get some of them. Let's go find out. Where do they hang out online? What what can we learn about them? What does the competition look like? All of this kind of stuff so that we can start to build a little bit of people on our email list because one of the huge holes that it, we ask we ask a lot of people what's one thing you wish we do we have these a bunch of interviews in in the uh, in fizzle with all of these entrepreneurs we call them founder stories they're people who started blogs and did did the kinds of things that that you probably want to do successfully and one of the things we always ask them is what is uh, what's something uh, you wish you would have known before you got started and a lot of the answers to that question are, I really wish I would have started collecting email addresses earlier. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have started my email address earlier. Right. Um, so that is something we walk you through in phase one. So your audience, you're building that email list going like, these are people who are saying, it's worth it to me to have the ri- to risk giving you my email address because I'm, I'm really interested in where to fly fish in Alaska. I'm really interested in how to draw more realistically. I'm really interested in this thing, so I'll yep. gamble that you're not going to spam the crap out of me and hope against hope that this could be like a, a thing I'm va- I, I find really valuable. Yep. Right? Yeah, because uh, so a business, sort of like uh, it takes three elements to build a fire. You have to have heat, fuel, and oxygen. Mm-hmm. A business requires people and a product, and you smash those things together and yeah. see if money comes out the other side. So you're, you're gathering interest from this audience so that when you eventually have a product— uh, hopefully you will be able to contact those people and say, now my product is yeah, available. Yeah. Would you like to buy it? Yeah, give it, a, give it a shot. And at this point, you're almost selling the idea of a future product. You're selling the idea of what the business will become. And that's what you're gauging people's interest based on is, do they like this concept, this idea, this thing that I'm offering them enough, like you just said, Chase, to give me the smallest, smallest thing, which is an email address which is that first barrier of trust you have to get over with people yep. if they're ever going to care enough to give you money. Yeah, and, and it's such a great early test to say, okay, I'm going to go uh, you know, participate on social media or I'm going to write blog posts or I'm going to build a podcast or whatever it is. And then you have this place where people could sign up for more information. Mm-hmm. And if you can't get anyone to sign up for that thing, yep. then you start to wonder like, okay, is there a flaw in my foundation or am I not describing this thing yep. right? It's like one of the early tests of your hypothesis. Exactly, exactly. So we go from audience to then building our product. Then, then this is not our full product. This is like literally the smallest bite-sized version of a product that we can go. They paid a dollar for this. Yep. Like more than 10 people out of my list of 100 paid paid a dollar for this. This is valuable information, right? And the, and the reason is, like you said earlier, you're not some oracle or genius who yep. can see the future. You don't know what people are going to want. And the greatest risk that you face as an entrepreneur is that you're going to spend all this time going through all the stages in phase one yeah you've built your audience you've and then to imagine that you spend like a year building a product and mm-hmm. find out nobody wants it yep that's horrible we're totally. trying to help you avoid that yeah, it's, yeah. And, and 
Okay, go, Steph. Go ahead, you, you no, saying? I was just going to say, my hope is that that very sentiment can be relieving to some people because I think there's a lot of pressure to feel like you have to really nail it the first yeah. time you ever release something. And it doesn't have to be that way. You, like Chase was saying earlier, you can be the scientist with your lab coat and clipboard and treat this as you know an ongoing experiment where you're figuring out, okay, I'm going to release the minimum viable product into the world. I'm going to see if people pay any small amount of money. Then I'm going to kind of take the results back in, tweak, see if I can get a little bit more next time. And I yeah. think I see so many people who feel like they have to get it absolutely right or else they're going to blow it on some main stage. And I just don't think that's the case, which should come as a great relief to a lot of people. Yeah, totally. So, um, so this is, is, and finally, finally from, so from audience to product to money, and we walk you through, there's several steps in each one of these inside of audience, inside of product, inside of money. All of them are to get us to some point at which we feel like, okay, I think this is showing that I can grow a little bit of this traction in the audience. Okay, I think this is showing that number one, I can build a small, a small, really small product that's worth selling, that's worth these people, it's worth buying to them, right? And then number three is about a kind of, is cycling through those uh, again and again, getting bigger and more people, more people, more revenue, more revenue. Sometimes that means updating the product. Sometimes that means including another product. Sometimes it means a full rewrite. Sometimes it means Focusing on a different problem, yeah. Focusing on a different group of and people. We, we have a, a diagnostic framework, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term, yeah. In that stage, that helps you go. Okay, I built my audience, right? I built mm-hmm. some audience. I built a product. I put them together. I launched the thing, and here are the results. Yep. They're not enough for me to move on to the growth stage. Um, and so what's the problem? Yeah. Is it that I misidentified the audience or the problem? Is it that the product's not compelling for some reason? Mm-hmm. Is it that the pricing is off? There are all these different things that could be symptoms. And then we help you come up with a plan for going back and doing that part yeah. that you were talking about where you're building more audience yep. or, or a so better product. This is another one of these amazing little framework pieces. So we had the one in phase one. This the All of phase two is one simple cycle framework where you go, Input on one side of the box, you input your hypothesis, you know, your, your single page website that's, that says, I'm building this for this. I'm building blank for blank because blank. And, and then you put it through this audience process you put it through this product process and then and then the money process has you go like okay are we is this how's it going here's how to here's how to evaluate fix and iterate right and then we cycle through those a, a few times where it's like okay like i'm getting there i'm getting there i'm getting there this most of us once you once you it's a lot to get to a business idea that that can work okay we make that really really quick here to where you can go oh this isn't going to work oh this isn't going to work Oh, this one might work, and so might that one. And guess what? You can run those two at the same time, figuring those two out. Um, then, then phase two is about all right. Now, how could I possibly earn enough money from this thing to to actually support myself, my family, like to do to reach the goals of my that I have in my life, which is maybe not a lot of money, but like just a small amount of money would give me a ton more freedom than I currently have with my crap yep. job. Or right. if you lost your job, then yep. you'd be able to make the decision, okay, it's worth going all in on this because I feel confident yep. enough. And and because you're not alone doing this, yep. okay? I have to state this again, that this is what makes this fizzle roadmap different than uh, any checklist you can get off of the internet, anything out there. It's because this is not just built from our own consulting with clients, not just the fact that we've been geeking out about startups and these kinds of business for a long time and building them ourselves as well as being consultants, but because we have somehow accumulated this amazing audience of people uh, who are going like, I want to build a business 
around something that that I kind of care about, that's valuable enough to earn me a living, but it also has this like, and I'm not going to say passion, but it has, because it isn't passion. It's just like, I am, I feel so good about doing this for a living and I want to do this. I want to earn my living from it. Those people are inspiring. And when you hit the, the bottom, when you go like, listen guys, I'm ready to throw in the towel. Steph, how many, I mean, we see so many forum threads like that, right? Totally. Yeah. And, what happens on them? It's always so inspiring. Well, it's so interesting because a lot of times they start, you can sort of tell the person who's writing the post like doesn't even really know why they're starting it. They're sort of just like, I think I'm going to quit. I just, I'm at my wits end and you can feel the frustration through their words, you know, yeah. over the internet. And then what happens is this whole community of people just bum rush that person and say, hey, everybody, like let's, let's start a strategy session here. Let's look at this person's website. Let's help them think of ideas that will help them keep going. And uh, all of a sudden you have usually, typically I think the person who starts that conversation ends up saying, wow, I had no idea I was going to get this kind of response when I when I first started the conversation. And that goes back to the community aspect that Corbett mentioned at the beginning of this conversation is that how easy would it be for that person who decided to start that thread to just say, you know what, my spouse doesn't get what I'm working on. All my friends think I'm crazy. I don't have time for this anyway. So I think I'll just sort of let it fall by the wayside. So I think that really is the power of, of having that community, whether it's fizzle or, or something else. Yeah, I think it, it's it really is phenomenal because not not even it's not even about the strategies and things they come up with because those are really great, but but it's this other thing where you like realize you have that first realization that you're like oh my god I'm not alone in this right oh my god like like I'm not crazy to think that to try to do this right because it's so unnatural for people in your regular life to go hey how's it going on the thing keep working you're I I you just inspire me so much just to think about you out there just building it no most people are your Terrible Uncle Terry is just like, oh yeah, Jessica's working on a little blog. Oh, it's going pretty good, huh? You got some people to your side. <laughs> Never mind. Hey, will you give me a beer, honey? <laughs> I can tear So the three key concepts that are in consistent language from this phase two are minimum viable audience, mm -hmm. minimum viable product, and minimum viable income. Yep. Right. And all of these, the idea is just enough to prove something. Yeah. Just enough audience to prove that you have enough people to buy your just enough product mm -hmm. to prove that you can make just enough money to make that leap from whatever you're doing and, and today to, to and going to, full time. And in some way, the first time you go through it, it's like just enough people buying just enough of a product to prove you can make make a little bit of income, just enough income. And then you go through that again. All yep. right, so let's get more people. Do I need to update the product or can we do it with this one? Okay, let's go through some more people, take some of that revenue, maybe put it towards Facebook ads, maybe put put it towards writing more content to get more people in, yada, yada, yada. And then you can kind of cycle through that a few times, evaluate, fix, iterate until you're like, oh my gosh, I, I'm I'm almost at like $30,000 a year from this thing. I'm at a steady $5,000 a month coming from this. Like this is, this was, is happening. That, you weren't doing the same math. That there. was two different maths. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because because five thousand <laughs> would be a lot less than thirty thousand a year, um, right? Uh, no. Don't worry about I'm it. I'm reading on a method. I smell toast. Okay. So how do you know when you're done with phase two? Anybody? Any Corbett? Where, how would you say that? So you get to define what the number is, but basically it's it's the minimum viable income, yeah. uh, which is just essentially the number that you don't feel like good about, but you could make ends meet on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. um, and you feel like the business is capable of generating that consistently. It's not like it was a fluke, yeah. you know, cause sometimes you have a launch and it's like, okay, great. I made my MVI for yeah. one month, yeah. but is it going to happen again next month? So yeah. if you feel like that's true, then uh, you're ready to move on to phase three. 
and begin the growth stage. Yep. Now this is this is uh, this was really exciting because I did not know how exactly we would format this when I was when I was editing the others and Barrett was furiously writing the growth stage, and he came back and it it's a phenomenal. It's another one of these cycle flywheel type things, a framework for okay now we've got this level of income the 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 stakes are not that the stakes are higher but the game is actually a little bit of a different game now it's more sophisticated it's more sophisticated and there's a lot more things that we start knobs and levers to start pulling and and tweaking yeah in in uh, when you're trying to get to your minimum viable income you're just scrappy you're just yeah. looking for like any way of uh, reaching enough people in the growth phase, you're really starting to systematically look at different channels. Yep. In fact, we have a great uh, two-part podcast series. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what episodes those were, but we talked about- I'll put them in the show notes, growth, yeah, all the different channels. Tactics, um, uh, based on the book called Traction, which is a great overview of what it takes to systematically look at different marketing channels. And the other part of that is you look at them, you um, prioritize them based on the ones that you think have the greatest shot at success, and then you experiment with them, and then you try to start finding repeatable processes for finding new customers. Yeah, and and it's literally a, a it's a system that we run you through with a few different worksheets that helps you to evaluate, evaluate and make decisions on which are the channels that you're going to pursue or wh- wh- are there updates you need to make to your product? Here's how to here's how to rank which updates are going to lead to more revenue because th- this is this is where you are. Right now you're at a stage not to like make the best possible thing in the world. You have to prove that this thing can survive because what's the what's the language that i got to in this is really powerful uh it was like a profitable product pays for its own improvements Mm -hmm. okay and this i i'm i'm driven to make something truly truly like i always dream of that feeling that someone like elicit what's the word i'm looking for eliciting that feeling that it's like oh my god this is amazing yeah like when i watch mike Birbiglia do his one man show on netflix and i just want to i'm just like I'm done. Like I'm never going to write again. I'm never going to make something again because that was perfect. Yeah. That was incredible. I'm always fantasizing about giving someone that experience. So I am prone to go into the freaking desert or into the into the cabin and never come out until I've made it perfect, which means I never come out or I give up on the idea. That's just the nature of of what it's like to make things. That's yeah. what the, that's the nature of creativity and popularity and all of those things. It's a big cesspool. So this thing walks you through all of that. With the goal of like, again, the, if uh, you need to make the greatest possible product. You need to change the world. That means this right now needs to be profitable. We have to get this profitable yeah. because it will pay for its own improvements. That's the only way to solve, that's the only way to make something truly world shattering. Yeah, and the, the, the hard part, so people can decide if they want to grow a team mm-hmm. uh, or if they want to do things you know, as a lone wolf or whatever. Yeah. And that's fine if you want to go that way. But the problem is, you might look at Mike Birbiglia and go, wow, that guy's amazing. Yep. He, he pulls off some some really great stuff. But you don't realize that behind the scenes, he has dozens of people working for him, handling all of the crap that starts to build up when you have a yep. bigger and bigger and more successful business. There's this just level of stuff that needs to get done every week. Yep. And if you don't have the money to pay for that, you're trying to do all of that. Mm-hmm. And your true creative time where you get to be Mike Birbiglia and yep. not just the guy, you know, taking out the garbage, yeah. yep. <laughs> um, it 
keeps shrinking and shrinking and shrinking totally. and it gets more and more frustrating because right. yeah. you can't keep up. And so it's just, it's, it's almost like you continuously have to make these little leaps, just like in the beginning, when you get to that minimum viable income, you have to make a leap from your job at some point. Mm-hmm. It's a similar leap when you start hiring people, you know, you reach this point where your creative time has shrunk so much and you're having to do so much stuff to keep the business afloat. And that's when people end up having to make this decision. It's, am I going to hire someone to take some of this off my hands so that I get a bunch of my creative time back and I might have to pinch for a little while as far as income's concerned? Or do I want to settle into some systems here that can I, I can kind of maintain at this level and just keep the business here? Yep. And so that's what this cycle is about is working on the product, working on marketing and deciding, am I going to grow my team over time to help me handle all this work that I've got going on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, we're running short on time here. So the point of growth is that we have a system, like a framework sort of flywheel thing that, that, that you can keep kind of repeating through because, and potentially you could spend the rest of your, uh, your business's life there just getting bigger and bigger and better and better, improving the product, making more products, doing these sorts of things. And in some ways that feels that might feel to me that that kind of thing like that feels a little bit like, um, well, then what's the point of this? Is you just I just created more work for myself. That's where you have to remember. That there's this great quote from Nietzsche that that's like, you know, a, a stubborn man picks a path for for the sake of the path, but uh, but the smart one can stay on the path for the sake of a goal, kind of thing. And so the goal that you're heading towards here. That's where that defining that goal. It's not just more and more and more, more people, more people, more money, more money, more. That's where like some of those exciting things in business happen. That's when you look at yeah. Elon Musk and you go like, "I'm so glad I get yes. to live during during a time when I get to watch this guy." He's trying to change the world, and he will he will always have plenty of motivation. Yeah, because he's not he's like I'll go bankrupt on this multiple times. Yeah, proved it. <laughs> yeah, and I, that's where that's where vision's important, and you know vision, and because once you've proven that you can make your ends meet, then another like it's like this whole. Other thing opens up in your brain where you're like, I can be, I can make money doing doing what doing whatever I want. Yeah. So, so what do I want to build? Yeah. Right. Like where do what where do I want to improve things? Yeah. That's that's a powerful freaking question, man. Yeah. And and when when we laid out that framework of uh, I'm building blank for blank because blank, my la- the my idea of the last blank there mm-hmm. is more about uh, the change that you want to see in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're saying because I believe the world is a better place when people have time to go fly fishing, when they get results, because sure. it puts them in a really great frame of mind. It connects them with nature. But let's let's change that that part once you get to the growth stage. Because in the beginning, I love that because in the, this is a big deal. I'm building blank. This is outside of the roadmap. I'm building blank for blank because blank. I'm building this thing for these people because this reason, okay? This, this problem. And the specific things that you put in there are enormously important. The words you use there, it's just like copywriting 101. You, your subtle shifts in words there can be the difference between a massively viral post and just a, a little blip on the like barely anything so if you if you do nail that problem or nail that because because if you say i'm building a fly fishing guide for people who want to to fly fish in alaska for their first time because i want to make the world a better place you lost me but if you say because it there are so many great options and i want to identify the 10 i don't know if that's true simon sinek's whole thing start start with with why why. start with why is important so but like draw a line underneath it and go like listen i have two i have like be be subversive here have two reasons why one of them is is the the first layer of why which is kind of like this problem is hard and i want to help people solve it yeah the second reason why is 
And, and in some ways, I just you don't get to ask that question, and so, it motivates you. But really, you prove this thing can work, and then you go like, "I'm an Elon Musk." This well, thing. it's like the fifth why is should be change the world, right? It's yeah. like if you start at the highest level, the most basic level. What you're saying, Chase, is kind of it's the problem that you're solving. It's the thing that people can identify with. And you're right in that that has to be connected. It does because like I wanna I wanna help people feel more comfortable in their own skin. Well, why? Well, because like. If you go down a few wise, right. it, it's because like I want to improve the. I don't want people to have it as hard as I did. You and, know what I mean? And you don't necessarily need that to get to the uh, minimum viable income level. Yeah. The, the why personally is just because I want to build a business. And this is your engine. That's like yeah. your engine of thing but of the, growth. But the issue is once you get past a minimum viable income. Uh, or once you get past the next level of income after that, which is like you're comfortable, you're earning yeah. what you were in your day job, mm-hmm. then motivation can become a problem. And yeah. I see this with entrepreneurs totally. who are more advanced. They clearly don't have this vision for where their business is going. And you can start to spin your wheels a little bit. And when that happens is when you start from the other end of the spectrum from change the world, which is because I want to make money, because I want to travel the world nonstop. Yeah. And I see it over and over and over again that no matter how much you think you love traveling, every person burns out on that. You don't do that for the rest. There's very few people who do that for the rest of their life and say, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with the legacy yeah. I'm leaving behind. And the, and the way that the you point. answer that question, because it's not because you want to travel, it's because you want to expand your horizons. You want to have more empathy. You want to be more at home in your own skin. You want to help the world understand those who are the worst represented among us. You want to, there's better answers than I want to travel. There's better answers than I want to make money. But wait, hold on. We don't get to judge that. People can set that for themselves. I know, but I'm saying like the, that motivation factor. Yeah. The words you use there are also important for you. Sure. Do you know what I mean? So like you're going to run out of motivation if it's because of this. And it's not the truth. You got to do the work. Like it's like a script right. writer's always going, what is this movie really about? Yeah. What is this movie really about? Yeah. And you should be asking, what's my life really about? Exactly. But there's a whole separate roadmap for figuring out what your life is about. Totally. Yeah. That, actually, you can use this one. Uh, <laughs> Fizzle.co slash try five. So um, listen, there's one more stage to, to this roadmap. We're running out of time, so I'll just I'll just cover the basics here. It's the scale stage. This is when you want to go, like you've proved, okay, stage one, or phase one. I am going to, um, uh, here's the business idea that, that's clearly and succinctly expressed through, through this website. I, I know my topic audience problem. Phase two, here is the minimum viable audience, minimum viable product, gaining, building minimum viable income. I have to cycle through a few different times probably to go like, oh my gosh, I'm making it. Then I jump into growth, which is, it, it, it's kind of its own, its own phase in some ways, but it's the first part of this, of phase three, where it's like, oh my gosh, I just, I just grew this to a point where it's like, it's beyond me. I'm building a company now. It's, it, I, my, this big why is now becoming really important because it's like, well, why do I want to grow this? Yep. And how big do I want it to get? Yep. And what, how much of an impact do I want to make, right? So when you get to that, to that point, you may very well just stay there, but you may want to move on to sort of a stratospheric level in the scale category. Businesses like Amazon and Stripe and uh, who else? Airbnb, <laughs> Uber. every business. It's like okay, I want, I want to, I want to mass culturalize this. I want to take right. this. No, that's not actually not that's not the right word because it's not talking just about you know B to C. It's I'm going to this is going to go stratospheric. That's lack of, accelerated yeah. growth. Actually, that's where where the best way of putting it is. I'm not okay. So I know I can grow this onesie twosie and keep doing all this stuff and grow my team. Yeah. One person at a time do thing. Now 
I want to scale. A lot of times, almost, I mean, pr- practic- not, a, not all the time, but a lot of the times this involves investment and spending a great deal of money growing way faster than you could on your own, onesie, twosie, bootstrapping it. So in the scale um, stage, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We have 10 uh, important sort of uh, elements we want you to consider. We should just let people find those. Some of them are static. Some of them are sort of like repeatable loops. And you're gonna you're gonna like it when you get to it. Um, so we're gonna leave it at that for now because we're because we're running out of time. But but I don't know. So Steph, if you if you from this whole conversation w- had to like I don't know, not summarize it, but like one takeaway that you felt was like I'm I'm glad I'm glad we got to say that. What was it? I'm glad that we talked about the idea of I'm building blank for blank because blank as sort of like a standalone, you know, whether you decide to go to fizzle.co slash try five, which as Barrett pointed out, I agree. I think this is definitely the best time and there's no reason to not, you know, hopefully your curiosity is probably even having you think like, well, I need to see this thing now. And you absolutely should if you haven't joined us yet. But just that idea of, you know, that standalone business model in one sentence, I think gives so much clarity and helps people even who are in phase two and three make sure that they have that North Star because that's truly what it is. It's the North Star or the compass that guides you in every decision that you make, regardless of which phase you're in. And the truth is that one sentence is going to change a lot and and it's going to evolve over time. But I think to keep coming back to that as that anchor is really powerful and also so simple, which is probably part of why it's, I think, such a great place for a lot of people to start or revisit. Yeah. Barrett? I think the most important thing here is that Building a business is not like sorcery. It's not magic. It takes a lot of hard work and nothing about this roadmap takes away how much hard work it's going to be in building a business, but I do think it gives you a path forward. And so I guess most important part of this conversation is that this exists, this exists. And I think, you know, our point is we're putting our stake in the ground and saying, we're for the people who are trying to build something bigger. We're for the people who are getting into business to solve problems for others because they care. And if that's what you're about, like, this is for you. This is, we built this for you because we heard from enough people saying we need something like X, Y, or Z that this came out the other end. Mm -hmm. And I think it's pretty damn good. I think it's the best thing that we've built certainly to this point to help the kind of people we're out to help. Yeah, I I agree. Corbett? I'm going to take this in a selfish direction and just say, Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of us as a team totally that back in february or whatever we had this conversation i made a presentation it was like a 60 page presentation yeah. that i delivered to barrett and chase yeah. trying to convince them that this was the direction we needed to go yeah. we had a lot of discussion about it it started to just kind of form organically through conversations and then we had a lot of work to do to get this out and i know that we've talked about it for a long time and i know that a lot of people were probably like what the hell is taking them yeah. so long yeah um we we have day jobs and this is you know this is extra time we have to carve out to make this happen yeah. in addition to all the support and things that we do for fizzle members and uh, i'm just so glad that we saw this through and we got it out and in many ways this is just the first step of course because yeah. we've got a lot of work to do totally. um, to improve it but i'm really glad it's out there and i'm really excited about the conversations that we're going to have with fizzle members about oh, you're in stage three. And how did it go when you tried to identify the problem? And, mm-hmm. and what'd you come up with? Give me that that pitch for what the problem is. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think you're ready to move on. And you know, that sounds good. Yeah. So anyway, I'm, I'm excited about that. Totally. And for me, it, it's just the fact that like, I, it is it, it is so difficult to bring something from within your sort of your guts, your soul, your heart out into the world. It feels like the whole it feels like everything's conspiring against you. Yourself 
as well. Like your resistance will hold you back. This is a guided plan, uh, almost like a virtual one-on-one coach that helps you through the, the nightmare of yourself, let alone of, of the world. Like I don't, I, I wrote a blog post, nobody pays attention to it. I, I, I just want to throw in the towel. Like all of these things, they just build up and build up and you don't have to go through it alone and you don't have to be clueless about what's next. Yep. So the power of this is, I just hope, I, I hope it, it means to others what I, what I, I hope it means to others what, what I think it's going to mean to them. Mm-hmm. Because uh, even me, like uh, someone who, who naturally wouldn't be into a lot of, of I, I wouldn't be into a form, I wouldn't be into these sorts of things. This provides the context for those things and, and for my idea where I can go, I can build this and I don't have to do it alone. And I can be like Amy Poehler when she says, I just want to make cool shit with my friends. And, and I could pull something out of myself that deserves to exist in the world that develops me that 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 supports my family doing doing this kind of stuff. I just think it can be so powerful and this is the kind of I used to be a pastor. What? I used to be like basically a pastor, oh, basically, worship leader. Basically. You were I one of those guys trained in, uh, down by the mall who stands outside. I was really good at handing out tracks with a sign. This this feels like the kinds of things I would uh, like I've always cared about. It's like, how do we live as people of substance? How do we live well? How do we make something that matters? How do we make an impact in the world? This fires me up on all of those levels. And so I hope that if you're listening out there and you've made it through this long and you're not a member, that you would give it a try, fizzle.co slash try five and say, Chase, it doesn't work for me. You're a piece of crap. I'll listen. I'll take it. I'll take it. I have been Chase Wardman Reeves. I have a proposal, uh, which is that after you say your name at the end of the podcast, you no longer get to speak. So we're now in the 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 podcast time where we essentially get to filibuster. Mm-hmm. So you're filibustering oh, me. No, no, hold on, hold on. Yep. See, see. <laughs> so so now because at this point, uh, the person sitting to my left is waiting to say his name after I say mine. And the person to my right said his. So now I get to just say whatever the hell I want to. I just get to keep talking by myself, knowing that uh, once I hand it off, then Barrett gets to do the same thing, which is pretty exciting for him. I don't really have anything to say right now. I just thought it would be a fun little twist to add to the podcast. And uh, wouldn't it be cool if we're standing here like five hours later? And and Steph is just like just going on and on and on, and we're like Steph, Steph on a rampage. On. Anyway, I've been Corbett Bar. Oh, the filibuster! It's not going to be good for business. <laughs> I've been Barrett Brooks. Obviously, you guys saved the very best for last. I've been Steph, and Crowder. we'll see you there, or oh, we'll, we'll see you another time. Oh, that's painful. <laughs> So there you have it. Fizzleshow.co slash 127 is where you are going to go. Fizzleshow.co slash 127 to find a big old graphic of this roadmap. Every stage laid out graphically for you. Along with the articles we mentioned, including those two that we recently put out with the free downloads on each one of them. One of them has the business name evaluator. There's a worksheet that's going to help you with that. And the second one is the one-page business plan uh, template thing, little business sketch template. Super good. You're going to find those both at fizzleshow.co slash 127. Here's an iTunes rating from T.W. Him from Australia who says, If Fizzle was in a galaxy far, far away, Steph would be Princess Leia asking if the big walking carpet was okay. Barrett would be Luke Skywalker, just 
taking his first steps into a greater universe. Corbett would be none other than Master Yoda, lots of backwards speaking interspersed with wisdom. And Chase, Chase would be Jar 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 Binks. In fact, I'm pretty sure he was the voice of Jar Jar. I'm so sorry if they read this and Chase does two minutes of Jar Jar voices. Damn you, T.W. him from Australia. Why can't I be like Mace Windu? Or even like a Sith Lord or something. Misa not liked us at all. <laughs> I had to write that out and I could barely get through it because I was so excited to say it. Misa not like this at all. How did he get away with that character? Thank you, uh, Tim, TW, uh, him, or, or whatever, if that's your real name, from Australia for the iTunes review. Um, even if it is literally dragging me through the worst dust I can imagine. Our goal here is to help you make progress on your business every single week. And if you leave us an iTunes review, it can help other entrepreneurs find the show. So could you leave us a quick review? Simply search for the show in the iTunes store and click write a review. So I don't know if you can tell, but I am excited about this roadmap. So I'm pouring myself one tonight for all of you trying to build something you care about. Try it, learn it, do it, grow it. And we'll keep building things over here at Fizzle to help you along the way. Find care, take care, serve hard, and dig in. Thanks. I'll talk to you next Fizzle Friday. <laughs> <laughs>